Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the 2019 Black History Month campaign, Icons, Rockstars, and Innovators, presented to you from the Advertising Club of New York in partnership with my team, Mixed Company Podcast. And as you know, I'm the co-host and co-producer of Mixed Company, Kai Devereaux Lawson. And I am so fortunate and so lucky to be here with a rock star in her own right, Miss Kendra Clark. Kendra, welcome to the show today. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. Oh my God, you have like the whole rock star look with the shoulders cut out and everything. <laughs> you knew where you were coming, going to be today. Yeah, I'm, thank you. I mean, I, I like to, to think that a lot of the clothes I have like basically look like I fell straight out of the 80s. Amazing, so, yeah. amazing. Well, that's a good thing. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to speak with you. So just so you know, we are discussing the golden era of black advertising that we're earmarking from the late 1960s to the early 1990s. Mm -hmm. And with that, um, we just kind of want to get a sense from everyone we're speaking with, like, what are your thoughts on the period? So before we even get into that, I'd love to hear more about your journey from how you got started in the business to where you are today. Definitely. Um, so yeah, so I, I came to advertising in a bit of a roundabout way, right? Um, so I started, I managed to start college very young, so I had no idea what I wanted to do. Oof. Had no idea like what actually even options were potentially when you were approaching adulthood. How and maybe young, you wanted, if you don't mind? Uh, 14. 14. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of rock stars totally, and innovators. Totally different story, but yeah. Okay. So I started college at 14. But, um, but yeah, but so I studied political science uh, and fell in love with statistical analyses. Mm. And this idea that I could quantify the world in various ways. Uh, and I, you know, so went from undergrad to grad school uh, and did statistics work all along the way. Uh, and then I, I dropped out of the PhD program uh, because I decided that I didn't want to be a college professor okay. and had no idea what I wanted to do. So, uh, sounds like adulting yeah, if I ever heard it. Right? No idea. <laughs> um, so I wound up moving to New York shortly thereafter and I had a recruiter call me up and like, luckily, uh, this was early in 2008. Uh, so I was actually, I was able to land a job, but, uh, right, but before the big recession. Yeah, right before the recession. <laughs> okay. Uh, and basically the recruiter was like, you have all of the skills that we need for somebody who is, you know, an analytics person mm. or a data scientist. Um, have you ever thought about advertising and marketing? And I was like, nope. honestly, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, but I was like, but I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what it's about because I love being able to, to quantify things and understand what that's telling me about how the world works in some way, shape or form. Uh, and I've been doing it in various iterations and various versions ever since. Got it, got it, got it. Well, that's amazing. Um, and as you know, we are talking a lot about culture um, in this business. So um, I, I want to get an idea from you. Do you. Can you think of any innovations that may have come about in the golden era of black advertising that we should be celebrating this Black History Month or, and or rather, do you have any innovations that you think we should start to think about as we move forward um, with advertising in general? Sure, I mean, I honestly, uh, so a lot of my earliest work in data science was around, uh, was really around segmented and audience-based marketing. And honestly, I think a lot of that came out of uh, what we talk about when we talk about multicultural marketing, right? We talk about the fact that 
not every message is going to be resonant with every human being mm -hmm. and why. And, and it's given us a lens and a, a way in to understand things at so many different levels and for so many different reasons. And luckily, we've moved beyond what was at one point a relatively uncomplicated way of looking at things mm -hmm. to something that's much more nuanced and much more intersectional. Uh, but I really do feel like the groundwork for that was laid by... Uh, by a ton of pioneers in that golden age. Amazing. And speaking of pioneers, we still have a, quite a few agencies or multicultural agencies that have sustained with us though, thus far, specifically uh, the Burrell Agency as well as Uniworld. Do you have any thoughts on why they've been able to last this long and have been able to be so impactful in the work we do today? I mean, I'm super grateful that they, they continue to exist because it's it's not always easy. Right. Uh, you know, where multicultural marketing used to be a, a real discipline uh, and a, a widespread discipline, mm -hmm. it's kind of diminishing uh, these days. Uh, and I think, in, in part, because we live in an environment where there are very few independent agencies anymore. Mm -hmm. We are arranged by a few holding companies, and I do work for one of them. Um, and, you know, uh, and so... With, but within that environment, you understand that the homogenization right. uh, doesn't necessarily serve everyone. And quite honestly, like there continue to be so many places and reasons uh, to really bring in people who understand things in a completely nuanced way mm -hmm. uh, that are really important. I agree. 100% agree with that. Um, recognizing that you're coming up, um, I guess in my generation, if you will, of black advertising. Um, can you think of any moments or moments that you see uh, that may happen in the near future that we should probably celebrate as black black history, if you will? In the near future. Um, or I recent mean, past. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things, right? So, uh, I mean, I think that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll this back. Mm -hmm. Roll this back a little bit, right? You want me so to ask if I can you? think about, no, no. If I can think about uh, some of the earliest memories I have of like seeing black folks in advertising in my own life, it was you know, seeing Michael Jackson in Pepsi ads mm -hmm. um, when I was a kid, right? Um, and and that still had the feeling of being kind of tokenized. Mm -hmm. uh, and for a long time, you know, growing up, a lot of what you saw were you know the Pine Saw Woman and, right. and other you know <laughs> things that may or may not evoke mammy imagery. Uh, Throwing that out there. I mean, I caught uh, it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, so we've moved to a place that is just significantly more nuanced. Got it. Um, and, and I think that, you know, we're, I, at least in my personal view, we're at a really interesting moment right now where we're talking about things like Afrofuturism. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about and, and the importance that being able to see yourself not just in the present and not just in history and in the past, but what does you know a, a weird, crazy sci-fi future look like yep. with the presence of of people of color? Mm -hmm. um, and so that's really exciting to me in general. Uh, and it's and I, to be frank, have sometimes mixed feelings about uh, about the appropriation of things like Afropunk mm -hmm. uh, and you know uh, the widespread use of gifts of black folks, uh, which become at some point digital blackface. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, everybody using, yes, queen, um, because we don't always talk about where that comes, where from. comes from. And we take so much from communities of color. We take so much from the ballroom community, yep. um, historically, and we continue to. But being at a place right now in media and culture and advertising where we're seeing 
marginalized, like historically marginalized people centered mm -hmm. is really cool. I mean, it's amazing. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing. Um, I want to thank you for having this conversation with myself, my team, and the Advertising Club of New York. Um, and we're looking forward to you all catching up on all of the content that we'll have for you coming shortly. Thank you so much, and thank you, Kendra. Of course.